What's up, Scoopers? It's Raisa. And it's Karma. And as your co-hosts, welcome to the Scoop! (laughs) Today's episode is super important for everyone, whether you're dating in the talking stage or in a situationship, like we like to call it, or even if you're just doing your homework, because we're going to be discussing red flags and toxic shit. So with us right now are two very special guests. Our first guest is one of my good sorority friends. She's a second year majoring in both history and English. And on top of that, she can speak French. So I'm Emma. Um, A quick fun fact about me would probably be I have a pet dog and three younger siblings. Well, welcome, Emma. We're super hyped to have you on. And Emma is here today also with her bestie, Sonia. And she is a second year majoring in English. Her favorite TV show is One Tree Hill. And she was born all the way in Serbia. Hi, so I'm Sonia. A fun fact about me would be that I'm a twin sister, but yeah, that's definitely the most interesting thing about me. Thanks so much, you guys, for joining us today. We're super excited to have you. Yeah, so without further ado, our very first question for this week's episode is, what is the difference between red flags and toxic behaviors? I think red flags are a sign of how someone will project how they will act in a relationship. And, like, if they take more of the red boxes than green, like, whether it be a friendship or even a new man, like, just get out of there. Like, you want to surround yourself with people that make you the most happy. What I've noticed from, like, my past talking stages that have turned into relationships, I feel like the difference between red flags and toxic behaviors, for me, red flags, they can either turn into toxic behaviors or they go away and it's just, like, warning signs, but they, like, don't really turn into anything. For example, like, if I'm talking to a guy and I notice that he's a very flirty person, like, he has a flirty personality... That can either turn into like a toxic behavior when we end up dating and like make me not trust him or it can just show that like that's just part of his personality and it's not really like a big deal. Because you kind of have to look at it as do I want to take this seriously or do I want to look past it but toxic behaviors are more of like the make or break of a relationship. Everyone, to a certain extent, might have red flags just as their personality. So, like, Mm -hmm. a red flag of me might be that, like, I take a long time to respond to texts or, like, I don't like telling someone where I am at all times and, like, what I'm doing. But, like, a toxic behavior shows that someone's a toxic person. So, like, super controlling or, like, possessive. And that, like, Mm -hmm. comes out in how they treat you as a boyfriend. So that would be the main difference for me. I think, like, just to summarize, a red flag is more of, like, a warning sign. It's a decision-making stage, whereas a toxic behavior is an actual action that is harmful. Like, a red flag could just be something that's, like, like if they say they love you after the second date, that's not going to hurt you, right? But (laughs) It's kind of disconcerting. Like, if someone were to tell me they love me on the second date, I don't throw around that term ever, like, ever. And, like, the fact that someone would jump to that so quickly is kind of like, hmm, like, maybe they won't take this as seriously as I want, you know? Sonia mentioned something about like a slow response time does not translate into like a distant significant other or not sharing your location doesn't translate into oh I'm cheating on you like it's just there's a big difference between toxic behavior and just like things that some person does that just makes them who they are right like um I would say that like red flags are very subjective so like if I'm talking to a guy and my friend is like oh like he's taking so long to respond like kind of a red flag but in my head I'm like I don't really care about that like a red flag to one person might not be a red flag to another person but I think when it comes to toxic behaviors like behaviors that are toxic are toxic like there's no excusing them yeah if someone shows like toxic behavior you like you have to see it for what it is so I feel like red flags are definitely very opinion based and I feel like toxic behavior is very like it's hard to argue against toxic behavior and say that it's not toxic you guys did a really good job of like laying down the groundwork of like general definition of the difference between a red flag and a toxic behavior. 
but um I think it would just really help our listeners to also have some like more concrete examples. So do you have any like common red flags and toxic behaviors like specifically that you've gone through or that you've noticed with your friends? For example, me, like I was in a toxic relationship before and like he would say bad things about my friends all the time and like always just like talk bad about them to me, like saying that he's protecting me from them. I noticed that some guys are like, they find it romantic if they disrespect other girls, but respect you. So like, if they're like, oh, other girls are like sluts or like call other girls ugly to you and then like compliment you and be like, oh, you're so much prettier. Like you're so different than all these girls. Like me, that's red flag. Cause it's like, you can't respect me until you respect the people around me. And at the time, like I was so young, I was like, oh my God, that's so romantic. Like he thinks I'm better than everyone. Like, like he, like I got his approval. And then once we started dating, like the longer we dated, he hated everyone in my life. Like always had something bad to say about everybody. Like and then it got to a point where, like, because we dated for, like, three years. So, like, Evie Downer years, overall. <laughs> yeah. So, like, a couple years down the line, he started to criticize me, too. So, he started to be, like, oh, you're not doing this right. Or your friends are influencing you. Or, like, you're becoming a party or, like, all these other girls. Like, mm-hmm. so, for me, a big red flag would be how they treat and talk about other people. Another huge red flag that I had was, like, with my ex. Like, we were talking for, like, a couple months. And, like, I remember one time, like, I said a celebrity on Love Island had, like, a cool personality. And I was, like, I'd love to, like, hang out with him. Like, he just seems cool. And he threw a fit. Like, he threw a temper tantrum. He's, like, you want to go on a date with this guy? Like, you're making me so insecure. And I was, like, I completely sympathize if you have insecurities and if I said something to trigger those. But, like, that's definitely a big red red flag to me because I feel like you should, in a relationship, I want to have the freedom to, like, just talk without like you being insecure about what I'm saying if that makes sense when I started talking to the person that I'm dating with now like we have such freedom to like talk about like whoever and like he's like oh Madison Beer is like the hottest celebrity and I'm like yeah you're right like I totally do <laughs> yeah yeah a huge thing for me is jealousy like if you're talking to a guy for a week and then you go out with another group of guys and he texts you and he's like why are you with those guys like why do you care what I'm doing like you haven't like initiated the boyfriend girlfriend I'm still single until I hear those words come out of your mouth like it's jealousy and he's just projecting his insecurities and that's just one huge red flag for me and like Sonia like you were talking about you know one of your previous relationships and like how they were bad mouthing like people around you like other girls and even your friends and a lot of guys think I don't know that girls want to hear them put down other girls to make us feel better but like you can compliment a girl and make her feel good without having to put other people down if especially if it's your friends like if someone says oh like you're so beautiful but if they say oh you're so beautiful you're more beautiful than this friend then it doesn't feel good anymore. It's like, oh, but that's my best friend. You know what I mean? Like, just just keep other people out of it. And also, it reflects another toxic behavior of, like, trying to isolate you from things and people you love. Period. Guys in relationships, most of the times, it's temporary. Unless you're going to marry them. But, like, let's be honest. The probability of you marrying the next person is probably pretty low. But friends, friends are forever. Like, that's definitely another red flag for me. If I'm talking to a guy and he's like, Or even if like we start dating and he's like, oh, I want to get married. Like, I want to love you forever. Like, just like, I I don't know if like this is the right term, but like love bombing. Because then it's like, he's kind of like setting up a future for you. For example, in my past relationship, he was like, we were like 16 and he was like, we're going to get married. Like, we're going to name our kids this. Like, we're going to have a dog, like all this stuff. And so when I actually wanted to get out of the relationship, he was like, oh, but you said we'd be together forever. Like you said, we get married. And I feel like love bombing is a thing that some guys use to kind of hook you in and make you want to be with them for a long time. 
think that you owe them something like you promised them this like no and like it got to a point where like I broke with them because I'm like okay you're toxic like you're not a healthy boyfriend and he was like what so you're giving up on our love story like so you're really giving up on me just like that and I'm like I've been with you for three years I think I've tried enough like I've put in enough effort you are still toxic like time for me to leave I think this might be like a little bit of a confusing point for a lot of guys. Sonia, like you said, like, oh, this guy kept on saying like how much you love me or how pretty I was. And all guys might be confused because they're like, oh, but that's good. Like, shouldn't I be like flaunting my girl or whatever? But a lot of times what they don't realize is if you do it too much or you start making future plans without talking to the girl, that's straight up pressuring the girl to follow yeah. through with the future. There's a difference between, you know, innocent complimenting once in a while, like, oh, you look so good in that dress. Like, I'm so lucky yeah. to have you and stuff like that versus like, oh, like our love is so strong. We're going to get married or we're going to go move here after college or something like our university, whatever. Like that's pressuring. That's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously some guys might try and compliment their girl and take it too far, like not intentionally, but I think toxic manipulative guys they sometimes love bomb and talk to you that way, like expecting you to feel like you have to talk to them like that in return. So I feel like if a guy tells me like, oh, no other girl's attractive or like you're the prettiest girl in the world, it's because they want to guilt you into like feeling the same way towards them. So being like, oh, okay, fine. You're the only attractive guy to me. Like you're the only guy in the world that I look at, which is like, obviously when you're in a relationship, you should only have eyes for that one person. But I think um, manipulative guys purposely speak to you in a way because they want you to speak to them that way too. And then if you don't, you feel guilty and you feel like you're not good enough for them or you're not treating them well enough. I think toxic behavior at the end of the day, in my opinion, stems from insecurity. Like, like for example, me and my boyfriend now, we can walk down the street and we'll both be like, oh, that girl's really pretty. Or like, we really like her hair. And I'm not insecure myself. So I'm not going to think that him complimenting someone else is insulting me. You need to be confident in a relationship. And if you have insecurities, it's going to come out through toxic behaviors when you just join a relationship, you know, everything is so passionate and like, you're so into it, but the relationship is not your life. It's not the only thing Mm -hmm. you care about. Like you need to have a a well-rounded, healthy mindset about relationships, right? They're they're not everything you have, you know, your work that you still have to go to class. You know, you can't give in class, you know, to go hang out with your boyfriend when you could just hang out after 5 PM or like your friends, like just because you have a new boyfriend doesn't mean that you should be completely neglecting all of the people who are important in your life beforehand, friends or family. You know, and I think that a sign of a toxic relationship is if a guy or a girl is expecting you to walk away from all those things or to invest 100% of your time into just them and they don't care about your own life. I remember with my ex, like we got into a fight because I refused to tell him that he was my only priority. And like, I was like, you are one of my first priorities, but so is my family. So are my friends. So is school. Like, I'm still so young. I have so much going on for me. My ex would literally with me and Emma to lectures because he wanted to be a part of every single thing in my life. And I'm like, he would just come to supervisor. And like, I'm allowed to have parts of my life that don't include you. And I remember like a big eye opener for me was um, my past relationship kind of got to a point where like every decision I made in life or everything I did, I had to take into consideration this person and like, like I had to kind of like incorporate everything I did with them. Like I couldn't just live for myself or do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where like, I was like trying to like go to my friend's birthday and I wouldn't be able to go unless he was able to come. But I was like trying really hard to make it work. And then my mom was like, why are you living for other people? Like when you're married, you're going to do plenty of that. It's good to integrate them into like your life. 
but you're allowed to have stuff outside of that relationship. Like I'm allowed to go with my friends without my boyfriend. I am allowed to go to work and like have a job and like not have them visit me every single day and like check up on me. Like I'm allowed to go to school and go to lectures without him like coming to supervise me. You could even wear my U of T sweater to try and blend in. Like stop it. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember like one time he like came with us to a lecture and afterwards, like he was talking to me, he's like, oh, like, I feel a lot better now because, like, there's not a lot of attractive guys now that I came with you and saw that. I'm like, what? You deserve your freedom. Like, what the heck? Like, it seems like he was, like, almost putting you on a leash. Like, that does stem from insecurity. Like, also, like, just because you find somebody attractive does not mean that you have an intention to betray your relationship, you know? Not cheat on them. Like, you can't control who you're attracted to. It's it's our hormones, like straight up. Like yeah. that's not a conscious decision. Young teenagers, it's gonna happen. So we can't you know. expect each other to control when we're attracted to who, but we the thing we do control is our actions. This is about building trust in the relationship, right? Like you should have enough trust in each other and like assure each other constantly that like, yeah, you know, I do want to be with you and, you know, do give them enough attention to the point where they're not always questioning, do they like me anymore? Or like, are they even thinking about other people now? I was going to say, so it's important to take a look at the confidence and the trust in your relationships. That's the most important thing. And then second, it's important to look at the types of compliments that you're receiving, whether it's on like a pressurizing standpoint where it's like, oh, you're the prettiest girl in the world and they want to hear it back. Or it's constantly them complimenting the way you look. We're more than just our looks too. Also to add to that, like I think another red flag is when you always feel stupid around them. Has like, ascension. Yes. yes. Like, if oh they're my God, making like, yes. you feel stupid, then that's yeah. a huge red flag. Like, they shouldn't just be complimenting your looks. They should yeah. be complimenting your intellectuality. Like, that's what I want to hear. Like, if yes. you want to to my heart, call me smart. And, like, yeah. you know, not just make you feel stupid, but make you feel confused. And, like, this is a very big thing that I only realized after I broke up with my ex. Every time I expressed how I felt about something or every time we got into an argument it would leave me feeling more confused about like if I was in the right about feeling this way. Yeah, and a big part, I think, of identifying toxicity is how you feel right after you had a conversation over text or right after you were hanging out with them. You need to look internally and be like, Am I in a good mood right now? Like, did he, yeah. did this person uplift my spirits or do I, or do I, you know, all of a sudden have insecurities and doubts about myself? And do I feel like shit? Don't overlook your own emotions, right? Like yeah. pay attention, be in tune with yourself because that will give you the answer on if they're a toxic friend or, or a relationship for that matter. If you felt like this, you know, three times in a row, or this is something you've noticed as a pattern, then that's kind of the cue i think in my opinion it's time to clock out it's time to call in the quits i feel like what people also don't take into account is that your ex can be toxic too so like i remember i broke up with my ex and i went on a date like after we broke up and his friend saw me downtown with a guy like my ex texted me this paragraph being like why are you going on a date with someone like how could you betray me like that And it took a long time for me to realize, like, once we are broken up, my life is my life. Like, you cannot tell me what to do. I don't know you anything. It is totally valid to be hurt if you see your ex with another person. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean they can't be with someone else after you guys break up. If you break up with someone and they're, you still feel like you owe them something. You still feel like you can't talk to other guys. You can't live your own life. Like, that's like next level, like stalking. Like, I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think if I were to ever receive a message after going on a date with someone from my ex, I would would throw my phone. Like, it would just be long. (laughs) 
imagine like not posting on social media you, the guy that you went on a date with didn't post it on social media either and your ex knows we were literally downtown scared. we went skating and i was like downtown is such a big place how did your friend see me downtown with a guy coincidentally like how was he in the exact same place that i was at and like he sent me a paragraph at like four in the morning. I'm like, what is like? Do you have like, yeah. point you're just thinking like, is this guy like hiding in the bushes, stalking me? It gives me major you energy. Have you guys seen that yes. TV show? Yes. Oh my even, goodness. Even in you, what was his name? Joe. Like he kept saying like, oh, Beck's friends aren't good for her. Like I need to get them out yeah. of her life. I'm just protecting you. Like I just love you. Like, and my ex would say the exact same things. So he'd be like, I'm just trying to protect you. Like. I'm just telling you who's good for you. And I was like, I don't need protection. Like I have it. Like I'm good. I'm an independent woman. Like I can decide for myself who's good for me or not. Like it's not up to you. Like you're not my bodyguard. Your job as a partner or whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, like is not to make the decisions for the other person. That's not what you're there for. Like you are there so that you can grow together. And so that like you can make each other happy to enhance their life. Like you're not there. You're not their parent. First of all. Yeah. Like, don't be a parent. Oh my God. Adding on to that, if you are in a relationship and you start to notice other aspects of your life failing, you kind of have to take a step back and like look at it as like, oh, is my relationship like doing anything to cause that? So like back in first year when I was in a relationship, all of my friendships were failing. I was fighting with all my friends. Me and Emma stopped being friends for a period of time. Like we got into a big fight. We, we weren't we're talking. So None of my friendships were working. Like I wasn't doing good in school. I was arguing with my parents. Me and my twin sister, we had such a bad relationship and we didn't talk for months. Like, and then when I broke up with my ex, suddenly all my relationships with other people were doing so good. Like I have never been closer to my friends. Me and Emma have never been closer. Me and my sister became like best friends. I was doing so good in school. And I took a step back and I was like, oh my God, like my relationship, the way that he was affecting me was making me an angry person. So because he kind of silenced my emotions and made me feel like I can't confront him, I took it out on everything else in my life. Yeah. And like, we're not saying like, if everything is falling apart in your life, it's definitely like your boyfriend or girlfriend's fault. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think we should just like blink a blind eye to it. Like if all of these things did start going wrong, once you as soon as you start dating this person, there might be a connection. And I think it's something mm -hmm. that you should at least consider the possibility of. Kind of reminds me of the past relationship a couple of years ago. He would get mad if I sat with my friends at lunch, like, and not with him. And then when I would try and, you know, discuss something with them, they'd be like, you know, we both knew getting into this, we had high expectations. And this is just my high expectation. But that's not what it was. Like, it was toxic. And so I think a lot of people listening would be thinking, like, how do you tell if something is a red flag or it's a high expectation? the difference between a red flag and a high expectation expectation is just something that I look for in a future partner like that's just a quality that I want I went through a breakup too and like after that I learned so much about myself and I learned so much about what I want in my next partner you know like I learned about the things I liked and I didn't like but mm -hmm. I don't think that like red flags can be like meshed with high expectations because red flags are like bad personality traits of a person I'd say and like warning signs I think like for me when I look at high expectations versus red flags and how to tell like oh am I just expecting too much or is this guy like showing a red flag I think it's very subjective as we mentioned before because like for example like my sister because of her past relationship she's a bit more of an overthinker like so when she starts talking to a guy like oh he hasn't responded to me on snap in like an hour or like he turned off his snap maps or something like that like you have to look at that yourself as like, are you expecting a lot? Or is he just not giving you what you need?
And if they're not willing to give that to you, then like, don't kind of settle. Like you can go find that in someone else. Like everyone's very different in relationships. You shouldn't have expectations about what the other person can or can't do because then that's like trying to control their behavior. I feel like expectations, like Emma said, should be more about like what we're looking for, more of like a filter as like who you're going to, you know, give attention to versus who, you know, maybe not, right? It shouldn't be like, oh, you know, I expect you to text me at this time in the morning. I expect you to not hang out with your friends, X, Y, Z. If they are trying to control your behavior, that's already crossing the line into being overbearing. Yeah, I think that's one of the main differences between the expectations um, and toxic behaviors. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of like expectations in general. I think there are only a couple of base ones. One of them, like you should never do anything that's purposefully make the other person feel bad in any way you're supposed to be a positive influence that's number one these are very general basic things these are not specific like you can't hang out with your friends on friday nights or like for example expecting the person not to cheat like that's very basic very basic and very like you're asking for the bare minimum if they're worth it like if they're worth changing your expectations a little then that's a different situation if they're not then i guess it's not aligning and maybe it's time to think about looking at other options Okay, you're allowed to, like, change your expectations for people throughout, like, the relationship. Like, just because you say, like, here's my five expectations, like, the bare minimum, you can morph that. Like, you can change as much as you want. Like, don't feel like you're obligated to those five traits of a person. Like, mm-hmm. if they show you, like, a new trait or, like, a new aspect yes. of their personality, accept it. But, I mean, yeah. if you set the bar really, really high, you're just going to end up disappointing yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a big thing to kind of, like, determine that is communication for example if their boyfriend is out with their friends and they want to text them but their boyfriend is like oh I'm with my friends I'm, I'm not going to be on my phone mm-hmm. maybe a girl would like her boyfriend to just let her know ahead of time so I think she should communicate that to her boyfriend and just be like hey yeah. like if you go out with your friends and you don't text or you don't or you're not on your phone that's totally fine just let me know so I know not to expect a text from you and if the guy like freaks out and is like oh, you want to check in on me or like you're expecting me to like text you or like communicate, that itself is a red flag. So I think a big thing is communication. If you're dating someone, you need to communicate how you feel and your expectations and how they respond. And if they respect that or if they kind of like make you feel crazy for that, then that itself is a red flag too. This connects back to just honestly the foundations of relationships. Communication, that's a basic necessity. Like loyalty is the main pillar as well of relationships. If someone thinks cheating is like whatever when you're in a relationship, there are some people like that, you know, yeah, then that's like, okay, <laughs> that's a signal that you need to move on. One thing that I really sat down and thought about last night, one thing that a lot of people don't talk about is when there's absolutely no effort at all and all the work, love and compromise is coming from just you. So if you mm-hmm. find that you're always the one apologizing, you're always the one giving in all the love, all the effort and you're never receiving any of that back that is a huge red flag that I didn't even know about until recently like nobody can hold a relationship together when they're the only thing that's doing the work like it's lonely and depressing give the same energy and effort that you receive and let go of that fantasy that you can make things better if you try hard enough to work and say enough and do enough just stop like stop it there like it's never going to be enough and don't take less than what you deserve. A relationship shouldn't be like a chore. Like you literally putting all of your energy into someone and not getting anything in return. So that's a net negative energy flow. Okay, people. Yeah, like, if you're not feeling <laughs> loved in your relationship, leave. I like, love that net negative energy flow, Raya. I've been teaching you well. <laughs> teaching you well. What can I say? <laughs> Raya's minoring in chem at this point, but yeah. yeah. 
think relationships be 50-50. I think, so like, is this relationship working because I'm doing everything to make it work? Or is it working because we're both actively trying to like solve the situation? If I didn't apologize or if I didn't put in the effort to fix the situation, would the situation be fixed? Some people will have bad days. Sometimes you can't put in your 50%. Sometimes you can put in 20% if you're having like a bad mental health day. But I think most of the time, especially when you're having an issue, it should be 50-50. And you kind of need to look at it and like see it as like, if I didn't put in the effort that I'm putting in, would the situation be fixed at all? Is this person draining me? Am I putting in too much effort? And it's just completely like exhausting me. Yeah, like it's the worst thing ever is to be giving all your love and all your support and not getting any back. Like having it be a one-sided street. Like if your man's getting all the love and support and you're not, like it's an awful feeling and you just want to leave. Like you don't feel loved. You don't, what's the point of the relationship, you know? The question we have here is, is your man a vacuum? (laughs) Essentially, (laughs) sums it up. Is your man a vacuum? Are your friends? Honestly, this applies to any relationship that you have. Yeah, this applies to friendships and boyfriends and girlfriends, whoever. Like this, like, so heavily important under friendships too because there's so many mm-hmm. toxic friendships out there that people yeah. don't even realize that they're in especially because you've got your guard down i guess a little more when exactly. it's with friends you're not searching actively for red flags in a friendship so right true. toxic friendships can be definitely as draining as a toxic boyfriend if, whether it's friendships or a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever if like you guys are arguing and they act like it's the end of the world and they act like they're going to die without you. That's a huge thing because it's such a draining thing to you because you feel like if you don't stand, if you don't stand up for yourself, your feelings aren't going to be heard. But if you do stand up for yourself, then they're going to do something bad or they're going to like completely like have an emotional breakdown. Like over dependency a little bit. You know? Yeah. When you're in a relationship, you're not a parent. You're not adding surveillance to someone's life. And also, you're not a child either. I'm not dating you because I, I want to be a caregiver and take care of somebody either. There's yeah, that no, surrounding. that's not what I signed up for. Like, yeah. like yeah. if you're if the person you're dating is so dependent on you, like red flag by itself. Like, you need to be an independent person, loving yourself at the most capacity ever before getting into a relationship. One more point, I guess, on my end before we wrap up. I think there are definitely other more um, under-the-rug subtle aspects of toxicity that are really important to highlight that I think a lot of people don't realize. And um, a couple of those would be like, they don't hold you back from like hurting yourself. Let's say you're like, I want to drop out of school right now. Then if they're not kind of being like, this is your decision, but you know, like, I don't think this is the best idea. And I'm going through a tough time right now. I'll be here to support you. But like, before you make this drastic life decision that might really hurt you, like, just think about this, you know, like if they're not you know, at least giving you their honest opinion and are just agreeing with every single thing you're doing, that also is a red flag as well. Because obviously every, sing- every single decision we're going to make isn't perfect, right? So it's good to have another per- another person's perspective. There's a very big difference between giving someone advice and like forcing them to like give up something for you. So like if I'm talking to my best friend and I'm like, Oh, you know, this friend, like, for example, Emma, like a certain friend in your life wasn't treating you well. I was advising you. I was like, you know what? Like sometimes you need to stand up for yourself. Don't let yourself get walked all over. But I wasn't like, Oh, you need to drop this person. Like cut this person out of your life. Like I wasn't telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. But like directions, like you were giving me like helpful influence. Yeah, like, like obviously when you're dating someone, they're going to want to look out for you. Like if they see someone in your life, who's not treating you well, maybe they'll be like, Hey, Sonia, like don't let yourself get walked all over. Maybe you should speak up for yourself. But like, with my ex like he fully told me like he was like oh if you don't drop your sorority then like I'm not going to be in your life anymore and I was like okay like explain to me why you feel that way like what is wrong with my sorority and like he couldn't tell me so like 
I think there's a big difference between someone looking out for you and someone asking you to give up parts of your life that they think threaten your relationship because it takes you away from them. If they're encouraging you as well to do things that are going to hurt you in the long run for their own self selfish benefit, it's maybe good for him for his like social status with his friendships or whatever, but it's bad for you. So if someone's not looking out for your interests and only their own, then that's not our relationship that you need to be staying in. And also like another aspect is like they ignore or don't celebrate your accomplishments. If you come home and you're like, I killed that presentation today, or like I got a hella good mark on this, or I got a promotion or like some sort of success comes to your life and they're like, yeah, okay, cool. And they're not like, let's go out to dinner tonight or they're not excited for you. Are they really invested in, in your, in you as a person? Period. So period. And that's all we had to cover for today. I hope you guys learned about some of the red flags you should be looking out for in any relationship. Thank you, uh, Sonia and Emma, for coming on. I think this is a great episode. You guys did an amazing job. Thank you so much. Um, That was awesome. Thanks so much. And to our Scoop Squad listeners, make sure to please DM us on Insta at UFTSURBAE to request a topic for next week. All right, guys, signing off. See you next week.